0: Ayo, hey, yep. DJ Dorsey in the building, in the house, on the couch.
1: You that intro was threw me off, and this is Maya Dorsey.
0: This intro was who?
1: It threw me off.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I was trying to freestyle without a beat because <clears throat> they know I keep them on their feet Don't until start. the next time we meet. Don't start. It's been a long week. Oh, skeet, skeet. Don't. All right. Yeah, we back in the building, y'all. Tired as fire. For real. Um, Tired as fire. What do what we... I didn't... I'm so tired, I forgot what we just said before we started recording.
1: Said about what?
0: What we was going to talk about.
1: This past weekend. But no, first we need to talk about our last episode.
0: Yeah. It was something else, though, but... Um. Number Oh, last week. First, let me start off with we did a podcast last week. Really great content.
1: Great had, interview. Yeah, it really Great was. interview,
0: but I had to pull it, unfortunately. And the reason why I had to pull it, it's the weirdest thing because we did a Zoom interview. Mm-hmm. Or I should say a Zoom podcast. I don't like to call them interviews. We're having conversations. We did a Zoom podcast. And... When I when I did the checking of it, everything sounded fine. But when I posted it, I think I posted something wrong, and people, you somebody said, "Hey, we only hear Terrence." Right. And I'm like, huh. or DJ Dorsey, that's me, same guy. Oh my god. I'm Terrence Dorsey, but you know, anywho, um, I can't. People was like, "I only hold her Terrence," whereas everybody else. And then I wouldn't listen. I'm like, that's not what I listened to.
1: Because it was four of us. So It was four of us. It should have been four voices.
0: Yeah. So I had to pull it because for whatever reason, it just did not come out right. But to be quite honest, and we've had this conversation, I hate Zoom interviews, podcasts, anything. I don't like watching them, even when a breakfast club or anybody else do it. I feel like the energy is just not there. I, I absolutely hate it. So last week was the, one of the ones when I was like, you know what, unless they are podcasters and they have a setup where they can match my sound, mm-hmm. I'm not doing no more Zoom podcast. And it's nothing against anybody. It's just I'm big on sound quality. I'm big on presenting quality. And I just feel like unless they got a microphone, a mixer, or some sort of podcast set up and they're podcasters, I can't do no more Zoom podcasts with anybody.
1: It's unfortunate because I think Zoom gives us the opportunity to talk to people um, in different places that are not local. And so I think we have to continue to figure it out instead of just ruling it out. I think think we have to figure it out. Because I'm sure there's other ways and... I know it probably is. It's it's. I know it's, it's other ways I, I around it. it ways. I know when I did a um podcast, you did it via phone. about a year ago.
0: You did it via phone.
1: You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. For the you, book, yeah, you was on the phone, and it was clear as a bell. So I just think that we have to think about what other ways of doing it that we're not thinking about currently. And we could. That's my thing. Because
0: could. I I just I also I think that. It's different when we're in the same room and we can look each other in the eye. There's no lag. Somebody's internet freezes up. I
1: mean, but it wasn't on the phone. when I. Well, if you said it was phone. I can't remember. I thought it was. I can see her. But um, it wasn't then. It wasn't a lag. Mm. So, I mean, I think there are ways around it. I think there's software. I think there's equipment. I think there's, you know, different, different ways around it. So, yeah. um, you're ruling it out. I'm not. Um, And we shall continue to see because Rona is going to be here at least until um, the summer, they're suspecting. So uh, we want to continue to be creative and offer you as our listeners, you know, uh, different subject matters. And so that, you know, to keep people safe, we are trying to figure it out. So thank you for your patience.
0: Mm, It's It's over. But. Speaking of, Rona might be here till summer. If if it, if it that vaccine is the beginning of the end, I'm I'm here for it. Am I going to take it? Not yet. Yeah. Probably not ever. Because I've never taken the flu vaccine. The last vaccine I had. But you
1: had a chicken pox vaccine. You didn't yeah, have a polo yeah. vaccine. Yeah. You didn't have vaccines. Yeah, I've
0: had vaccines, but I've yeah. never taken the flu one. I can't tell you the last time i taken it. No. I took something because I had to. Like the... T T Oh
1: the T T B shot.
0: Yeah, the T B shot. And I forgot why I had to take that. This was
1: Usually it's for employee for, for your employment. Sometimes they'll require you to go and take T B shot. I don't remember what I took it for. But I anywho. I think it's T dab. Something. Test. It's something. Something it's like
0: something. that. But. but I'm excited for this vaccine to be quite honest. I'm I'm not one who's like, you know, let's not do it. Yada 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 But I'm, I'm excited for the beginning of the end, possibly.
1: Yeah, you just pray it's the beginning of the end. I mean, this morning when I was watching the news, they were saying that um, on the news, they were showing how they were actually giving it to healthcare workers that have volunteered to take it, mm-hmm. um, that are on the front line servicing people every day. And they said that it would be available for, like, mass um, population in March. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think we're still, like three months three four months out before we can actually get you know a decent number a critical mass of people more more of a mass to um actually get it so i mean we'll see and i'm wondering i I didn't confirm this but i'm wondering is the vaccine that they're giving out i think it's pfizer um is that the one shot or the two shot because there's a couple i think it is two shots i think Pfizer's a two shotter. and so i think what Piques my curiosity with that. Is the follow through Mm -hmm. of all these people coming back to get the second shot? I think
0: meaning like if 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 they are going to actually follow through with getting a second shot, yeah,
1: are you going to go back and get the second shot? Because if you don't go back and get the second shot, like the it's null and void. Mm -hmm. So I think there's also that factor as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like it's great that people got their first shot. But how many people are not going to go back to get the second shot, which does not give them the, you know, immunity or the effects mm-hmm. that they're we're hoping to get. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, trying to get people out of that mindset too. Um, some people were pushing back on the fact that it was developed so quickly. So it's like, you know, did you all just rush and come up with some co- sort of concoction, you know, to give out to people and. I don't know if I want to be a guinea pig. You know, there's all these different, um, you know, viewpoints on it. Y- you so know,
0: I know for us black people, we have PTSD from generations. Yeah, but it was of, a lady
1: on there, a black doctor. and Well, that's what they're highlighting now, is that different. there was a black doctor, scientist, know, that my, helped develop my, my
0: point is, I know that us black people have this PTSD of the Tuskegee experiment. Mm-hmm. Which I clearly understand people's uh, apprehension. Yeah, their, their apprehension toward taking it. I totally get it. Um, I think at some point we have to we have to try. Yeah. Now, now, I'll be the first to say maybe the second or third. I'm not doing it. But that's with anything. I'm never with something new. I'm like even a new Xbox. I'm not even when it came out. I didn't jump on it immediately. I'm like, let them get the bugs out. That's with everything with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's me personally. But also, it's the Tuskegee Airmen, not Tuskegee Airmen, Tuskegee uh, Experiment that I'm well aware of. But is that was really f- jump making me say, nah, it has, a, it has a piece to do with it, but that's not the full thing. It's kind of like, let me see what this really is.
1: I mean, definitely you have to have somebody go first. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, kudos to the people who do choose to go first and there are people who are like because, the yeah some people are like hey I, I've seen a, a black lady it wasn't the scientist that created the um, helped to create the vaccine it was another doctor I think she was on CNN last night and she was talking about the reason why she stepped up to get it was because she felt like it was worth the risk if it was going to help influence or inspire black people because black people were so heavily impacted by it she was like you know hey hopefully nothing happens to me you know but i'm trying to show my community like hey i'm willing to take the risk because i i think the risk is 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 worth me potentially avoiding getting the virus and not being here anyway. Cause so she felt like, what did I have to lose? It's right. kind of how she viewed it. Yeah, And I, and I
0: feel it. I, I applaud her for that. You know, I heard something. I was talking to my cousin today and he made a good point. And we have more focus on people that have died with COVID versus the people who are recovering. And the truth of the matter is, there's more way the percentage of recovery is way bigger than the deaths
1: i think people have um i think grown the, to to really highlight the fact that less people are dying from it than right i mean so, but are the numbers and numbers I, I don't hear people say i don't hear the media say as much now um you know 200,000 people have died I mm-hmm. think you hear people's I think you hear media you know raise up the point of how many people have been infected mm-hmm. and so right. I think there is a difference there but when you look at the number I think even like on CNN and news you'll see like the number of cases versus the number of death deaths yeah. and it looks like it's about one percent it's like
0: one percent or yeah i think it's it's like
1: one or two percent but then you hear like i we we
0: know people that's like yeah i was down for about a day or two and i was back
1: well i learned today i had a um a a meeting today with a group with one of my teams and two of the people said that they had it Mm -hmm. and um
0: probably felt fine
1: no i mean one person she she worked the post she a stripper the election polls. Oh,
0: okay.
1: And... coughing, um,
0: sliding away. <laughs>
1: Scream. I mean, so you can imagine, you know, the exposure for all the poll workers mm-hmm. um, oh. who came in contact. I mean, like she said, she did everything she could to avoid it, washed her hands, double mask, face shield. Still got it. Her and her husband both still got it. Mm-hmm. Um, she said she suspected she had a little... She said her daughter had a little cough and she felt a little fatigued. But, you know, she said the challenge was, is that by the time she considered the fact that she may have COVID, she said she had so much trouble trying to get a um, prescription, like an order from the doctor to go get tested. She said it took six days to just get the order to go. Because I think there's a misconception. You can't just go run up through you know the pharmacy or drive through or whatever, and oh, get you, tested. I thought you could. No. I thought it was
0: like I've been seeing things that say free testing,
1: yeah. But a lot of them, you have to have an order, you have to make sure you call ahead or your doctor has put in some sort of order. Mm. So she was caught up in just trying to get tested because she suspected that something was going on. Took her six days to get it tested, and then after she got the results, she was in day 11. Mm-hmm. so six days to get the order to get tested and then it took five days for the results to come in by that time it's 11 days in technically you out of quarantine she probably, by the felt, new she CD- probably felt better yeah by the new cdc guidelines she out of quarantine she can go on now by the mm-hmm. time she learned about being infected mm-hmm. so i mean we were just talking about how that lag time is between the time that you you try to get tested, and then actually get confirmed or not confirmed that you have the virus or not. And so how that's a gap and a glitch in the system because she could be waiting five days, you know, and around people or waiting for the order, and she's still going back and forth to work,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then boom, more people are exp- exposed, more people are uh, um, infected. So she said that her and her family were fortunate that you Know sniffles for a couple of days. She said she had no temperature ever. Mm-hmm. She said they never had a temperature, mm-hmm. so using the thermometer, um, the temperature check as a gauge of if you're infected or not, yeah, might she was not even like, be accurate. It wasn't even her case ever. She said she never ran a, a fever. you know,
0: I see like you know, when we go certain places, they'll hold that little uh, temperature gun up your yeah. forehead, and she
1: was like, I never had one, not mm-hmm. ever. No days, never had it. And but so, just felt
0: fatigued and had a little cough.
1: She said she didn't even have the cough. Her daughter had the cough. Mm. She has a, to- a toddler daughter. What did she
0: say about her husband?
1: She said he was the same. He was just like a little tired, mm. but nothing like in the bed, just can't get up, can't move, mm. nothing like that. I've, I've so, heard
0: stuff like that where it's like very mild for some people. Like, yeah. But you that can be dependent on the person. Yeah. You know? So speaking of low numbers, I want to say this. So the other day I had put up a post. My, dis- my dissatisfaction with a particular black business.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I had to kind of reverse my thinking. I thought about it a lot. And I actually took the post down. And then today I actually offered an apology. Like, look, it's unfair for me to generalize black businesses and off of a particular business now I never, I, I never really said all black businesses suck. I never really, I never said that. Mm-hmm. I said would I be wrong if I blasted a black business, and da 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 da, because I ordered something, and a month later it never came. Right. Reached out to them, can't contact them. Yada yada yada. No phone number on the website. Well, this particular business actually made it right. The same day that I posted it, they actually sent me an email because I was like, I just want my money back.
1: Oh, you didn't even tell me that.
0: Mm -mm. Oh, my bad. I thought I I don't know. But they was like, sorry that you feel this way. Really didn't offer no explanation of why I never got my order. Mm
1: -hmm. But they
0: was like, we'll send your money back. Oh, good. So they made it right. And the fact that they emailed me back, but it was it took several emails. And I'm like, so y'all just gonna take my money? But that particular day that I posted it, they sent me back an email saying, well, we'll hmm. refund you. So, I, but beyond that, I actually had to think about it. Like, you know what? If I can be honest, and I talked about it on the podcast before, I've had, I think because I'm black, you want to see a certain standard of going to support black businesses I still stand on, I'm not going to support a business simply on the fact that you're black and I'm black. I should support, I still stand on that. But I should highlight there are black businesses that are that has treated me very well.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: you know I support a lot of them. Many of them. I ain't going to say a whole lot like, you know. But I support many, many, many black businesses. And I keep going back because they treat me right. Mm-hmm. They deliver on their product. And it's like, it's unfair for me to just have this uh, um, um, position of, dang, black business is always letting me down because it's not true. I have been disappointed because I expect more, but I have to highlight there's a lot of black businesses out there that's really trying. Mm -hmm. And And I support many of them, and they have treated me right, and I keep going back. So, you know, I thought I thought that was interesting because I was like, it, it honestly bothered me, which is why I didn't talk about it the other day. I was just kind of like, it's already bothering me. And I was just kind of like, how do I proceed Yeah, forward? I mean,
1: I just said what my opinion was, you know, my observation, and you didn't respond, but I let it go. And um, so this is like the first time we've had that conversation. Mm-hmm. I personally feel... I'm kind of complete. I'm I've, I'm kind of torn in my feelings about the whole black business conversation because the fact that we have to put black business in a subgroup in the in this United States commerce conversation
2: mm-hmm.
1: is just wrong on so many levels. It is. Um. But there's reasons there behind be, it though. But there shouldn't just be a conversation with just. Air quote black business. I think for me, I'm different. When there's opportunities to, to support certain people or any business that offers something that I use, I'm interested in or I'm willing to try, I try it. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm, I'm I I I don't, and I'm speaking for me, I don't necessarily seek out black businesses.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't, because I remember probably about, this is December, maybe like October, American Express was doing this like offer, like this rebate, like a rewards program, if like 10% off cash back, if you um, purchase at a black business. Really? Yeah. And they did it for about a full month. And i seen it. American Express. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I was looking at my statement, I started seeing that I was getting these credits off of certain products. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, some of them I didn't even recognize as being a black business Mm -hmm. necessarily. It was just a product that I buy, but they were cataloged, cataloged in American Express, apparently, as a black business. So
0: that makes me wonder and question...
1: How do they know? I don't know if there's a registration or some sort of identification or what, but they, it was certain items on my, you know, um, monthly statement that were credited Mm -hmm. because they were a black business. And so for me, that just really highlighted even the more like, oh, well, I didn't even know they were considered a black business necessarily. Now there are black businesses that, like Juvia's Place. I'm a makeup person. I like makeup. I love the whole makeup thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I try all kinds of products. But Juvia Place, Juvia's Place is a African-American makeup line. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. They have a really quality product. I like them. But what drove me to them was not the fact that they were a black business. It was really the fact that. I seen somebody have this particular eyeshadow. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And they told me where to find it. Boom, come to find out it's a black business. Mm -hmm. So I guess my point is I'm less focused on, okay, I'm just going to support this black business because it's a black business and more about really supporting quality products. And it's an added bonus when it is a black business. You know,
0: while you were saying that, I just thought about something. I'm the same way. I don't support a black business mere on the fact that I'm black, they black, I should support. I just want a great product.
1: Yeah, I just want a great product and a great experience. But at the
0: same time, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I think there are reasons why we do support black businesses on the mere fact that we're black and they're black is because it's catered toward us. For instance.
1: Now that's true.
0: For instance, I don't know if this is a black business that did it, but we have been complaining for years as black people. Give us a Band-Aid that matches our skin tone. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, Band-Aids for years, when a black person, especially of my color, my complexion, I should say, when I put on a Band-Aid, the Band-Aid sticks out. Mm-hmm. And then I bought some Band-Aids and I was like, shoot, you can't even see this mug. It blends in with my skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a black Band-Aid company, but it catered toward me. You know what I mean? Uh, what's the name of that restaurant down in Atlanta? Um, the Soul Food one. All All In. This Is Us. Something.
1: Oh, This Is Us in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm.
0: Soul Food Restaurant. Yep. <laughs> there is no white business that can put that together like that. I'm sorry, no white no white person can unless it was Paula Dean. But there's no white company <laughs> <laughs> that could put together a Soul Food restaurant like that.
1: I mean, it was because authentic to our it culture. It was
0: authentic to our culture. It was. So it was like, when it I is, when I it. go there, I feel like
1: it's I Grandma belong kitchen. Here.
0: This is grandma's kitchen, and yeah. I belong here. Mm-hmm. So that's one that I'm like, I support it based on the fact, you black, I'm black, you got what I need. Mm-hmm. This got the sauce that I need. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think we do support some businesses.
1: I mean, people that you know, of course, that's offering a product, you know, just like when it comes to Chanel and Tenelle, um, with their meat market. It's like, number one, but I'm going to be honest with you. If their meat was not great, the country meat company was, did not have great meat. Mm-hmm. Family or not, black or not, I wouldn't continue to put my money there. Because I'm not gonna buy something just because you're black, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So that's where I push back because it's like, no, it's. I think we sell black businesses short when we when we tag businesses like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's also they are offering a product that I find beneficial to me in my life, so I patronize them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so
0: and the meat. Is very good. Oh,
1: I mean the Country Meat Company. They their meat. Matter of fact, I need a place to place an order now. Their meat is quality. It tastes better than any supermarket that I've got meat from. So for me, without a doubt, I don't, about, I don't even worry about. And I'm chicken. <laughs> I it's don't even worry about ground chuck, babe. I don't
0: even Country Meat Company, right? We we are
1: okay.
2: I don't worry In about.
1: Cincinnati. Babe, stopped Go ahead. <laughs> I don't worry about where it come from. You know what I'm saying? Like, mean, the cost, I should say. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's really, you no know, more expensive. Maybe it is slightly more expensive, but not too much uh, than well, Kroger's. But or the quality supermark- of it. But the because quality is fr- fresher. Cause like it tastes better. So for you me, play, you
0: can't see Kroger. And well, let me put it this way. I'm sorry. Supermarkets. Supermarkets. Are able to produce more of a mad quantity.
1: But they still get it from farmers. They still get it from, but I mean, it goes they through get different it from processes yeah, they... and manufacturers and, I mean, um, plants and all this stuff, chemicals, preservatives and all of that. But what I'm because telling you is
0: across countries and across states. And all what that.
1: I'm telling you is, is that I know Chanel was like, y'all should try. Y'all should try the, um, the, our butcher, you know, come to our butcher, get meat. Well, for me, I'm like, man, I don't want to go all the way downtown, Cincinnati, to the Finley Market to get meat, right? Because I'm like, I have a grocery store just about on every corner. Mm -hmm. So from convenience, from the convenience standpoint, it was like, mm, well, maybe one day when I'm down there, I'll roll past and pick up some meat. Mm -hmm. But now it's at the point now where I'm like, hands down, I would drive down there Specifically, to go get my meat Mm -hmm. and come on back. Why? Because their product is quality. It's quality. And it's healthier
0: because it ain't got them preservatives in it.
1: Exactly. But I mean, that's my whole point. Mm. It's like, even though they're a black business, I'm not going to go out of my way and continue to patronize a black business for the sake of being a black business. I'm patronizing businesses that cater to my need and serve certainly pro- quality products flat out the end and flat so out. i think we do the conversation is not meant to be harmful necessarily but i think it is damaging when we you know have certain thoughts around black businesses and the intentionality around why do you you know why do you you know participate that's not the word i want to say but why do you patronize the business or not and so that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way because i feel like we especially as black people against black people we are so very judgmental and critical against our own Mm -hmm. that we don't criticize other races of businesses in the same way that we do our own
0: we've been conditioned not to so Like that's that's why I'm
1: always like whoa before we start going down this rabbit hole about black businesses now is it disappointing can it be disappointing to say hey I'm going to support you know one of my brother's and sisters in their endeavors and they come up short yes it can be very disappointing but it's just as disappointing when I go to Walmart for example real true story and I order this expensive shower curtain set and it come looking like it didn't got wrapped up in a package from the Goodwill. Don't even have a Walmart name on the box. Nothing. And the quality, the quality of the product was not worth the price that I paid. And what did I say to you? I said, I'm about to start fooling with Walmart online. The only way I'm going to start, you know, only way I'm going to continue to shop at Walmart is if I go to the store and see it myself. Did I not?
2: Yeah.
1: And then that's a national name brand company that I'm like, um, the quality of this sucks, yeah. and this ain't the first time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sometimes I want to give benefit of the doubt into uh, in twenty twenty because of COVID when it comes to stuff like that. But
1: no, I yeah. was like, where y'all get this yeah. from? Somebody's backyard because yeah. it was it was terrible.
0: Yeah, but overall, though, you know, I, my my apology is very sincere. I never want to lump all black businesses that's growth into bad. There's some who do good. There's some who do bad. As long as you want my money and my business, we good. But understand you might not have something that I need. And it's not that I don't want to support you. It just doesn't cater to my needs.
1: Yeah, because it's a double edged sword. You're a black business owner. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and everybody so, not everybody And not everybody gonna find your product. Mm-hmm, something you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why you do. Um, especially when you're an entrepreneur yourself, you do have to think kind of on both sides of the Yeah. Of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. and
0: I yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So um when we first started, I think I said I'm tired. Yeah, I said I'm tired as fire. And I think we both tired. Will we? Because we actually spent this past weekend. We went down on Friday, came back on Monday
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) to Gatlinburg. And I'ma tell you the funny thing. I heard Atlanta was moving on with life as wide open was like as if nothing was going on within within the world for real yeah and when we got to gatlinburg when we got on that strip when we was in pigeon forge it was kind of like you seeing cars just backed up
1: man i'm so like we were in the car but when we got to
0: when we got when we rolled into gatlinburg it was mad people just walking that strip
1: It looked like Miami. It like, looked
0: like, and it was, all, it was 65, 70 degrees out there. Beautiful weather, yeah. But we went to the restaurant. We got in there with our mask on. It's packed in that restaurant. There's no social distancing seats. Nope. And I'm looking like, hey, does anybody know what's going on? Anybody seen the news lately? Nope. I'm kind of like looking around like it is deep up in here, lying out the door, and people up in here eating just mask-free. Mm-hmm. And you know
1: what we did when we sat down? We took off our mask. Too. No, I didn't have my mask off. I took my mask off to eat. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm playing.
1: Yeah, but I'm once like, we
0: got done, and I'm gonna tell you Celeste, who was one of the people that was with us. Um, she would take that mask off to do what she got to do, and that mask be right back on. Oh she yeah, she was super faithful about her mask. Oh, I, I feel it though.
1: I mean, that's how and Keisha is too. That's why I'm saying like for them, I I don't mind not to say that. Keisha
0: no. is your sister. Yeah,
1: not. And Celeste is my sister's best friend. But not that... Not that I can't... Not that we can't get it, right? hmm But I feel more comfortable being around them because I know they take the whole mask wearing as seriously as I do. Mm-hmm. And, and tested they get tested freaking. every week. hmm And so that gives me a little bit more of a sense of relief, too. Yeah. So... But anyway, yeah, it was my sister's 50th birthday weekend. She and I are 10 years apart, um, just about, just under 10 years apart. And, um, you know, we both had big years in terms of turning 40 and 50. But, um, you know, trying to be determined to do something, even though we couldn't turn up the way that we wanted to turn up because we just had a little, a nice little room, no, we had a condo. Well, a condo. Yeah. We had a condo. condo where we a all Three-bedroom condo. Yep.
0: Kitchen. But what was funny was we, well, you, but I packed it up, uh, took some stuff to cook. And your oh, yeah. sister was like, I don't want to cook nothing. It's my birthday. I ain't trying to work.
1: She sure did. And I was like, okay, then.
0: So we ate out. We ate know, out
1: for all the meals.
0: For all the meals. Didn't cook not one time. No.
1: And it was kind of like fine it you worked know, out though it was fine We just, came just back chill you know didn't we, have that cleanup didn't have all of that hustle and bustle mm-hmm. and spending hours in the kitchen cooking so it was fine yeah, so it and it wasn't
0: even well was but it didn't seem like we waited a long time for stuff but i think because we was company to each other it didn't feel like we waited a long time right you know what i mean yeah but um it was one of those things i'm gonna tell you what was funny for me it was it was one of those much needed getaways and the funny thing is, I, well, on our way down, I said, "You know, this is my third time here this year." Yeah, th- th- that was my third time, and that's the only place when it comes to go- no, and we'll no, no, we'll be
1: going again here in a few months, couple months.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yep. two months. Mm-hmm. But the only other place that we went that I went, you've been a couple other places, but you went to Vegas October, and you went somewhere else.
1: Nope,
0: that's the only place we've flown this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, this was my third time in uh, Gatlinburg, but the funny thing was, we've been married for 16 years, and your sister, Keisha, Mm -hmm. said to me, T, I've never seen this side of you. Right. And I know Keisha censors herself around me.
1: She does she'd be like i don't want my brother to to see me like that <laughs> i'd be like
0: and i'll be thinking in my head like why do people feel like they gotta censor themselves around me
1: she'd be I, like oh do you have me on speaker because i don't want to hear my i don't want my brother hearing me cuss yeah and i would be like <laughs> i'll be
0: thinking in my head like really now and, and and the fact that she heard me joking the way that i was joking the way i always joke and she was surprised like i've never seen this side of you t And it it hit me like, every time somebody said something like that to me, like, we went somewhere. This was a while ago, probably within the last year. I think it was before Corona. I don't remember where it was, but somebody was like, thank you so much, T, for coming. I'm glad you're here. You know, every time we have these type of events, you're never able you're never, you haven't been here. Mm -hmm. I can't remember where this was. And it dawned on me, like, why are you thanking me for being here? But whatever I was at happened many times.
1: It was something. I was a family member. It was a
0: family member, but I don't remember where I was at.
1: Cause you, cause you be gone
0: because I'm always working. So, and it hit me like, and I told Keisha and I said, it kind of dawned on me that even after 16 years of marriage, that you never seen this side of me. You didn't know this side of me existed. And I said, number one, Every time we're together for a family event, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, whatever, usually a lot of our elders are around.
1: Mm-hmm. So you censor yourself.
0: I said, I'm i not going to say the stuff that I'm going to say around y'all.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: So, and I'm not going to do some of the stuff that I do. Like, like when your dad and your grandma is around, I conduct myself accordingly. You do. But when we get in our circles, in our peers, which is, you know, your sister or cousins or whatever, I let loose. I I, I, I let loose. I had fun. Mm-hmm. And it dawned on me like, out of all these years, I've never been in this type of setting. But y'all went to Vegas. Well, y'all went to Vegas as girls. But y'all had other trips that y'all were You went to Orlando. I ain't
1: been to Orlando since oh, no. COVID.
0: No, no, no. That was last November. Or mm-hmm. I, December. Yeah. That was last December. That was right before COVID. Yeah. Because you went to Orlando twice because then we went back to Orlando to get on our cruise. Last December. Yep. So, anywho, y'all was down there. I couldn't make it. That
1: is it. true. Yeah.
0: All these events that you've been to with your sister, I've never been to any of them. Mm-hmm. Except for, like, when all family. But when it's, like, little couples and stuff. So, she was thoroughly shocked. Like, T, I've never seen this side of And me.
1: it makes it nice when you are sleep, you know, like, spending a night together, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple of days. Because you really get to have deeper conversations and deeper interactions and so you haven't done that with Keisha. I'm- Ever. That's the first time in our 16 years of
0: no. Well no but see when we went no, to Myrtle we used- Beach. We
1: went to Myrtle Beach. We've been to Georgia for family reunions mm-hmm. and Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Other people were But my around. mom was there.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's never been just us. And it don't I'm like after 16 years of marriage she didn't know that was me. Mm-hmm. She was thoroughly like Oh, and I know that she, she, she was her.
1: Yeah. So, and she she had her eye of like, I don't want to shock my brother, but then, I mean, you played it cool. And so, it wasn't even that I played it cool. I I mean, I'm just saying you didn't react like, oh my God, Keisha, you know, yeah.
0: it's like, I already knew that was her. I knew she was sensing herself and I have other family people. I know there's other family who was like,
1: I think it's because that we were so heavily into church. And and I think when we first got together,
0: because I don't curse. I don't drink. I don't smoke. But then when people are like, we've heard other people, like even in our Brady Bunch crew, they said, T, I would hate if you did drink. Because if you act like this and you don't drink, what would you be like if you did drink? Right. People say that like, I could imagine you being a drinker. But, and you know, the people be like, how are you a DJ and you don't drink and you don't cuss? Number one, I don't curse. It wasn't even really the religious thing back in the day. I stopped cursing before I got into the church and it was because I had a bad mouth and I made a new year's resolution and said, I want to stop cussing. So I haven't cussed since 2000. I haven't mum- muttered a cuss word. You sure? I haven't.
1: Said it in your head.
0: Oh, in my head. I'll be going <laughs> <laughs> in my head. I got some combos for you, but it's just something that was a conviction for me. Do I find, do, am I offended when people do it around me? No. If you listen to, if you see the podcast that I listen to and the music that I listen to.
1: But you used to be offended when we first got married. You were very, um, yeah, it I don't really- want to be around on that cussing. I don't want to hear. We ain't listening to no music that I got cussing in. We ain't listening to no that music. Was, those so, were my I religious mean, days. Yeah, but I'm saying that's also what people remember too, mm-hmm. you that, know. And
0: I know. And I know that. And I know that. So I'm rebranding myself and I don't cuss. But I'll act like I'm about to say something and somebody finish my sentence. And I'll be like, Thank you. You took the words out of my head. Cause I it would happen this weekend. Um, I said, This mother and uh sentiment was like, effort And I was like, I was like, she was like, I'll say it for you, T. I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but some stuff be on my on my tongue, but I just I just I just can't bring myself to say it. So I think a lot of people are like, I know like even Gianna, my cousin Gianna. She'd be like, I don't know if I want to do this. Or, well, T, like, y'all, I'm not that same guy that I was 10 years ago. Uh, mm, mm. 16, between 10 to
1: 16, yeah.
0: Between, yeah, 10 to 15 years ago, yeah. I was more of a, the church boy. Do I still love God? Yes, but I have learned to become me. Like, I'm authentically meaning. it. love God. You don't love God? What's, What's wrong, wrong with you? you? So... And you know, and then too, I think the type of church that we went to, the type of our bubble was like that, like it's a sin to do this. But anywho, my point is, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this weekend because one, my sister, your sister, got to experience I got I got to experience her and her fullness, she got to experience me and my fullness.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful moment.
0: I mean just from that standpoint. But then it, more than anything, we was all hanging. We had game nights. We had dinners. Game
1: night, hilarious.
0: And deep deep talks with Dr. Phil. Um <laughs> you know like it was just And then there was no kids. Nope. There was no kids. You moved differently without kids. Period. Man, the crazy thing about having kids though. Every parent can feel this. You miss them. You want about you them, get you, you want get about away
1: them and worry about them all at the same time so while like, you're
0: like on a break. Like it's like even though you whew. get free from them for a while, they are still in your head. And yeah. You're like, let me call and check on. them.
1: Listen, you had took the kids to your mom's house Thursday.
0: Thursday night. Thursday
1: yep. night. Jay texts me. No, she FaceTimes me like an hour into it. Like I miss y'all already. I miss y'all already. I'm ready to come home. I'm like, because the reality is, is that me and you made a pact if one of us can't keep the kids or or your parent or your mother or my sister can't keep the kids we just don't go Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of stuff that we just don't do you know um most of the time we can figure it out sometimes we can't and i've just made a pact that they're not going to i think we both have that they're not going to be young and little forever um, they've already. I mean, we, you've been sending pictures for the last two weeks of them, like memories <laughs> and videos. And I've I, I been and, getting on your nerves. with No, these? it's just uh. it's so emotional for me because because I, I have just, been
0: sending over the past week. Yeah, I've been sending a ton of old pictures.
1: And I mean, when I see them, you know, and hopefully as three everybody years,
0: out there is backing up their phone.
1: As three year olds, and as a because they're three years apart. So when I see him as a toddler, and I see him as a four year old, and see Jade as six, and Noah as three, and you know, Jade they, at nine, and, voice Noah is six. Changing. and it's just like it gets kind of like chip at you, mm-hmm. you know, it breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, you, you, you see the change, and you're glad that they're getting older, and you know, that they're healthy and they're good kids, but you can't help as a parent to think about like, man. You know, like that was a tough time. Sometimes I could look at certain pictures of them Mm -hmm. and recall that period of my life and just recall the struggle, you know, recall just all the sacrifices and
0: emotional struggle and,
1: and just the and just the moments of not being there. And that's where that's where a working mother struggles. That's, you know, and that's where you struggle between do I stay at home and do our work? Mm. Because it's like, I couldn't really, I appreciated the moments, but I couldn't really truly like cherish them at the time because you're in it. You're in that hustle. You're in that survival. You're in that. Oh, I'm tired. Oh my God. I'm, you know, they getting up two times in a night. You're in the potty training stage. And so, You're trying to get through it. But when you look back,
0: you're like, dang, I wish I could
1: have savored it a little bit more. And so that makes me feel like, you know, have I been the best parent that I could possibly be? Now, granted, the sacrifices that I made during those times, the sacrifices that we made during those times and the lessons and the lessons that we learned, even though they were with us learning, you know, while we were going through our learning process brought us where we are today mm-hmm. too. So it was like that was necessary. I just wish sometimes that
0: you would have savored it a little bit more.
1: I could have savored it a little bit more, which really helps me to reflect about now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, because, you know, we are both a little bit more established. Um, I feel like when the kids see what they do, they they think they slick their ease in here at bedtime and get in the bed. and want to watch TV. hmm. And sometimes I let I'll be it slide. Soaking it
0: up, and you be like, "Get out!" No, I don't.
1: Sometimes I let it slide, but I'm like, at some point, y'all, y'all have to get up in the morning. y'all got to go to bed. But they lay in here a lot now. I don't know if you notice, but they'll come in here and get in bed with me and watch TV and just be talking randomly a lot. And so, um, we've developed common TV shows that we watch together, that we have conversations around. Um, and so like I'm able to appreciate them more now. Like this morning, me and Jay woke up went to the gym together in the morning. Um so I'm I'm finding more ways to make connections with them and kind of like hold on a little tighter mm-hmm. now um because I think I can reflect back at these certain periods of time and think about just how unconnected I was. I'm not going to say disconnected but just not uh, not fully present you because know, I was so busy trying to like get over the hump.
0: Yeah. You know, one reason why I appreciate the phones. I'm sorry, the cameras that are on our in our phones now is because it's more easier access to take pictures.
1: Yeah, and capture moments quicker. Capture
0: the moments. And by the way, I had said something. We was talking the other day and I was like, I think I look at people who is on social media going live all the time and not not savoring the moment Mm -hmm. and um a part of me is like yo uh savor the moment and get off your phone but the other part of me is like take a lot of pictures you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like when somebody's at a concert they be on live part of me be like yeah thanks I didn't want to spend that much money for a ticket. I'm watching it based on what you're showing me. Thank you. But the other part of me is like, yo, put your phone down. Or I can understand if you want to take some pictures and then enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Soak it up. Soak it up. Like, But one thing that I'm appreciative of is the fact that we do have cameras within our phones. You know me. I'm snapping pics and videos all the time to the point where I invested in, I have three external hard drives all of them one gig no i got four three i got three or four external hard drives and i'm constantly backing my stuff up because one i never want to lose the memory two like you said you're able to look at these pictures and it takes you back to that moment Mm -hmm. and i think Another thing, three. I love the fact that the kids love to look back at old pictures and be like, "Remember."
1: I love it. It's just it makes me sad. Too. Yeah, because it it's like dad. Growing up fast. It makes me sad that you know Jade is in seventh grade, and in another, you know, five and a half school years, we'll be planning for her to graduate from high school. That's nowhere, you know. Um, makes me sad looking at Noah and just. You know, it just makes you sad and not in a negative way, but it's just like, man, like where's time going, Mm -hmm. you know? But I will say going back to, you know, this weekend, I think we had a, without getting into it, I think we had a growth moment Mm -hmm. in our marriage that I think was necessary, um, You know, my sister, it's a, it was, it's a group of eight, well, really six core group. And then my other sister came in from Mississippi. Um, but that core group of six has something called, um, they call the round table discussions is what they call them. And, you know, a round table discussion can be called at any given time. Mm -hmm. And typically, I mean, I've witnessed this and typically, you know, I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> the subject matter of the round table but this weekend you know we had an opportunity i had an opportunity to kind of like raise you know some sort of just questions that i had related to me to the group and we were able to open up and have a full conversation and almost two hours almost two and a half hours well, um, along like that? yeah and so um I would say that it was a healing moment for me. I think it was, it added more, um, support for you and me, like to be able to kind of understand and give more insight because of course the person that has known me my whole life was there too, to kind of, you know, share observations and understandings. But then I just feel like, I don't know. I really appreciate your, transparency I, I appreciate the fact that um you were able to sit in the moment and just your reflection and your acknowledgments meant a lot you mean the word to me like it really did so um i think we really have at least i feel like we have advanced you know Yeah. A couple steps.
0: I agree. Um, It was one of those type of conversations to where, for me, even in our marriage, sometimes we could talk to each other, and it's like, it don't click. Mm -hmm. But then having other people around to help bring in perspective, and somebody be like, yeah, I understand that. Somebody else be like, no, but I do understand this. And then it's like, other perspectives come in. Because sometimes within marriage or any type of relationship, sometimes you think you're the only one who's going through something or as a couple, you think you're the only ones who's going through it. And then you talk to somebody else or another couple and they like, yeah, I feel you. I've been through that. And then you might have one of the, 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 the lady in the relationship, like understanding the man. And then you might have a man understanding the woman's perspective.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it's like, it just helps bring perspective. Cause there was certain, like for me, I said, I'm not that much of a, you know, I ain't got to hear it. If I see you doing it, you ain't even got to say it. I see what you're doing. I get it. Mm-hmm. And Celeste was one that was like, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But then you have who was like, I understand where Maya's coming from. So, um, yeah, I should say Dr. Phil. So, you know, it's one of those things to where help getting other people's perspective helps. Mm -hmm. it really helps so
1: and I think it just helped to because we kept having like this what I call like this this hiccup like this patch that we just couldn't get over the hump Mm -hmm. and I I don't think it, it was necessarily like consistently contentious but I think it was just one of those untouched things that we were like I don't think we just going to see eye to eye. Like, let's just agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And so we kept like having that bumping up against that for a while of just trying for you to feel like you were being heard for me to feel like I was being heard and to get some resolve around it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we just couldn't make the connection. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, the conversation that we had, the roundtable discussion that we had really helped to like, Oh, and I just feel like it was like a roller coaster going up that hill. It was like, boom, like, okay, we got over the hump finally. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what that was for the mm-hmm. last year we've been trying to unravel and, and figure out. So that really was encouraging for me. Mm-hmm. I think it helps me to feel more connected to you. I think it may, I don't know, make you feel more connected to me. And um, I, I do think it was a definitely a, a level up. It was a up. moment a level up in the relationship for sure. Yeah,
0: it was a moment. It was definitely a moment. Um, it was definitely a moment. It was one of those moments that you like, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad it happened. Hmm. I'm glad it happened. It, it was revealing. It was confirming. It was ah moments. It was break it down a little bit more, help me understand moments. And we hashed that thing out. I didn't realize it was two and a half hours. I was saying an hour and a half to two hours.
1: No, we went into the next day.
0: Yeah, but it was good. It was good. So I mean, it it gave me perspective. Great. And I'm and I'm sure you got perspective. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was great. It was great. I was like, at first, I was like, here we go. This happens every time we come to Gallenberg. But then when we got done, I was like, okay. Cause the last time we went to Gallenberg, I had to hear it for about three, four days. I was like,
1: "You didn't necessarily hear it. I just had questions. You took you you took it personally." But no, again, I didn't
0: take it personal. I just knew what was said at the last time we was there rubbed you the wrong way, and you kept bringing it up. But then it because
1: I was processing it. It wasn't about you. It was about how I was I processing it. So don't say it like I had to hear it because it was me trying to like I had to hear process it. It, it. Was,
0: it was frustration there.
1: I mean, it was, but it wasn't about you. It was about me trying to process myself. Like I had questions, like, "Huh?" But
0: this one helped bring perspective to both sides. Yeah, to both sides, and still, it still, and it kind of like relates back to the last time we was in Gallenberg with a whole another group of people. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a great weekend. I, I'm glad that I went. I'm glad that I, for, I'm glad that we was able to get that out and hash that out. But I'm also glad that I was able to just hang out, you know, with everybody. But specifically because it was Keisha's birthday, and be able to hang out with her and for her to experience a different side of me—that she's the side of me that she's never experienced. I, I said a different side, but the side of me that she's never experienced to me is very normal. But to her, she was like, "Oh my God, T! Oh my God! Oh my God, T! I've never seen the side of you." I'm like, "Hello, it's me." Yep. So, um, I ain't got nothing else.
1: Well, this will be our last podcast of 2020. Didn't you say that earlier? Nope. I don't think so.
0: I think you did. But if you didn't,
1: this would be the last one. Cause when, y'all ain't going to listen to us during Christmas. Nope. And we're going on holiday break. Yeah. Got a lot of my Christmas shopping done I'm, I'm, while I'm catching we were gone.
0: In, I'm catching in one of my vacation days from the podcast.
1: <laughs> exactly. So we are wishing everybody a um, safe, COVID-free holiday um, and a wonderful new year. And we're looking forward to connecting with everybody in 2021. Mm -hmm. And prayerfully, it is a much better year than 2020. Healthier year. Let me put it like that. I think... We think about 2020 as being negative, but it was a lot of positives in 2020. I just think, I just hope that 2021 would be a healthier year for mm. everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't even add more to that because I totally agree. Um, I'm looking forward to 2021 and 2020. Believe it or not, 2020 has kind of almost been a great year minus the COVID. But the COVID, there's been some blessings within the curse. Yeah. So, um, I'm DJ Dorsey And I'm Maya Dorsey And this is another edition oh, and I like how not you tell me And this was another edition Of the Dorsey Den Podcast
1: Until next time See you in
2: 2021
1: I can't Yes you
2: can <laughs>